Hello, everyone. This is Scott Geider. Uh, my very special guest is actor Mike Santi. Mike, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How are you? Great. I want to thank you for uh, short notice and coming on tonight. <laughs> no problem. I uh, love talking to Biz, so anytime is a good time. Yep. You know, I've I've heard I've heard your name being tossed around by a few actors and filmmakers, and uh, you know, and I figured why not have you come on here and that way your listeners can get an idea who Mike Santi is. So, you know, well, I like I, to help promote, if you know what I mean. No, that's great. I hope it's all good things you've heard. <laughs> hey, no problem. You know, I, I, you know, what the hell. But uh, Andrew Roth talks about you. That's how I heard of you. And uh, he has right. nothing but nice things to say about Mike Santi. So I figured... Uh, We'll give it a shot here. Now, you did a, a bunch of films, short films, but I'm going to start a little bit more recent, and then maybe after we get through the list, if there's anything that you've done that uh, isn't posted on IMDb yet, I'm sure the listeners might want, might be interested in finding out what else that you are on that they can look for, hopefully, down the road. Yep. Sounds good? Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah, we'll just have a good conversation. You got it. Now, the first one I want to start with now, um, it's called Echoes. In uh, 2010, it's a short film, and you play a character of Matt. What can you Correct. tell? Now, this is a short sci-fi thriller. So, what can you tell the, the listeners about this? I mean, is it available for to be watched, or is it just in, in hiatus? Well, it's it's doing the uh, the typical festival uh, circuit as we speak. Um, you know, that was a, a Skeleton Key production. Um, there was a, uh, a director that came from uh, L.A. His name is John Anu, and uh, Felix Ortiz, they uh, kind of teamed up, uh, auditioned me, you know, through the typical audition process, and you know, it was very. Uh, it, it's a very. Uh, uh, it was a process because the there was two films that uh, John. It's kind of a trilogy type of thing, so um, it got accepted to numerous festivals. It's doing the, it's doing the typical, you know, circuit as we speak, and it's not available yet. But they're working on distribution. They're working on. You know all the fun things that that films do, and right. uh, so I'm excited to see you know the feedback we got from the Action on Film Festival that was in LA. Uh, we got you know tremendous feedback and lots of positive uh, support from it, and that's nice. always a good feeling. Yeah. Nice. Now, there's something that I will be looking looking into because I, you know, growing up as a kid, you know, my father was a big sci-fi fan. He's a Star Trek, right. Star Wars, and stuff. So I grew up originally as a youngster. Um, you know, through the late, you know, I guess the 70s and the 80s and stuff. So sci-fi is a weakness, but uh, I will definitely check this one out. Now it also stars um, Kenny Rogers, not the country, not the country singer Kenny Rogers, or the no. baseball player Kenny Rogers, but uh, no. the actor Kenny Rogers. And uh, yeah, it, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, yeah, Kenny Rogers, another great actor out out of uh, Florida. Uh, no relation to obviously the. Uh, the singer, country singer. He's uh, he's doing good things here in Orlando, and you know all of them. You know, uh, Javon Hines. She was uh, on the set as well. Just great, great all around actors. I think it was the, the audition process was a little bit um, in depth, and I think you know coming from L.A., John, his expectations were just really professional people, and uh, we just you know very lucky to have great co-starring actors. Well, that's something that I will be looking forward to. Looking forward to see. And, uh, you know, I I like short films, 
you know, I know um, a lot of people might do a lot of short film reviews, and that's a little too much for me, unless it really <laughs> has my interest. Because you know, you know, not no, no offense towards that, but you know, I do a lot of mostly the full feature films. I do a lot of short films too, but uh, that's one of them that I will be checking out. Hold on a minute. My phone's ringing. <laughs> ah, damn cell phones. Anyways, I'll edit that part out. Sorry. I apologize for that. Okay. okay. You know, being in this business, I'll edit this part out. My cell phone goes nuts. So it's, it, I mean, it's nice. You know, it's nice to have that communication with the iPhone and the Facebook and stuff. Sure. But anyways, the next film that I will be, I'm interested in checking out too. It's, it's a, a short film. It's a thriller. It's called Wayward in 2010. And I'm going to pronounce the director's name, and you tell me if it's right or wrong. It's Carmen sure. Trifoletti. Trifoletti, Trifoletti yes. Yeah. Carmen, yes. He is a uh, phenomenal director here. In, he work, Actually, he's out of uh, the land, the Daytona kind of area. Great uh, great director. Just He's doing some phenomenal. He just did a thing called No Charge as well, uh, produced by um, Alan Marrero, who is, you know, it's kind of a, a dark, or a kind of comedy with a good friend of mine. Uh, Fernando, uh, he is, um, you know, just one of those guys that you're just lucky to to get picked up in a film with Carmen. He is, uh, he's one of those guys that a lot of people are looking at, a lot of people are expecting some great things, and yeah, he just kind of gets better with every production. All right, and you play a character of Pete. There's also Charles Swenson who played Jack, and you mentioned Fernando Martinez who played a character mm-hmm. of Ruben. Now, yeah. Now, is, is, this is also going through the the, the circuits. Well, yeah, Car- Carmen's got it out there. You know, he he just finished, uh, like I said, the film No Charge. So, you know, he put out Wayward um, a little while ago, and I guess he's kind of just uh, focusing on No Charge at the at the moment. You know, trying to get see what kind of results he comes out with. That we got so much good feedback with the Wayward uh, kind of uh, response when we had the premieres out here in the Athens Theater. Uh, we packed the house and got so you know actually I got work from that from people seeing it. Wow. Um, but yeah, he's got he, he's got it out there. He's putting it out to uh, you know all these all these uh, films that I mentioned have been ra- you know rather recent. So they're going through all of the uh, you know the trials and tribulations if you want to say of uh, you know the typical producer director throwing it out there trying to get it to be seen. And and I think a lot of it is just to try to show the work of the actors here in Orlando. A lot of the, uh, you know, we don't expect a ton of things to happen except to get, you know, your name out there, to get some notoriety. Uh, and, and to do what it did for me, it just, it, it, it was a, a very good response and people are, you know, uh, looking out at me in a, in a different way to, to bring some success to their films as well, which is the biggest compliment you can get in any film is somebody sees you in it and wants to put you in something else. That's how I got to know Andrew, okay. uh, you know, as well. Right. Well, you know, there's no, you know, there's a. Now, here's a film that has my utmost interest. It's a horror. Obviously, I'm a big horror nut. It's called sure. Doomsday County in 2010. Now, directed, yeah. by, directed by Joe. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll let you pronounce it. Well, with uh, Doomsday County, when we did that, um, it was one of those. Uh, uh, well, actually, his, his name is Joe Vidali, and uh, he was a, a makeup artist that turned director and he's out in LA right now and then um, we were lucky enough for Stephen Shea from Abyssal Entertainment 
to come on board and to kind of take. He's actually known for his horror films, and you know, he's more of the uh, the professional. Um, I guess you would say he knows his way through the through the horror industry itself. And we took it to the uh, horror on film festival. I guess it was Spooky Empire, and we won some awards there. But that was like my first introduction to horror. Here I am in this Italian. New Yorker, and they picked me to play, you know, in this in this horror film. <laughs> Montgomery um, Kilgore. Montgomery, yeah, with my very good friend Paul Leslie, who's a phenomenal actor out here. And, you know, we got a really good response from it. And again, it was one of those things that kind of showed, you know, I can do a little bit of the the not-so-tough uh, guy. You know, I mean, the guy, Montgomery, is a tough guy, but he was more of a comedic relief. Uh, mixed with a little bit of horror to it. Um, And, you know, so it introduced me to the horror world, and I got a good response from it, and it led me to another film that also was a horror film. You never know who's watching, you know? You're right, you're right. You know, uh, know, a lot of actors, I'm I'm talking back in the day, like Kevin Bacon and all, they they all started, most of them did start in horror. horror. I mean, he was in Friday the 13th, you know, didn't have a major big role, but, you know. Right. But now... After Footloose in '84, oh Kevin Bacon Friday the Thirteenth. So you know it's uh, it's pretty neat. But you know what? Yeah. My boys in this movie with you too is Joe D. Winecoop as Mayor Hayes. Oh really? In that in the Doomsday County? Oh yeah. And Doomsday? Oh I didn't know that. Yeah, that's see that's a small world. Look at that. Yeah, my boy. Yeah. You never know. In in horror world, you know, I've learned that the horror industry, the horror fans are. The, um, the most critical fans that are out there. Because if you don't do a, uh, a good tribute to a good horror film, you can, you can bet, you know, you know you, everything that they're definitely going to let you know it. Thank God we did a good job, and thank God, you know, we did some, uh, you know, a very good approach towards making a horror film, especially an independent horror film, successful. But, you know, they, they definitely are the hardest people which is good. I mean, you, you earn it. You know, it's a good feeling when you win an award at a horror festival because you earn, uh, you know, their their trust, their support. Right. It's the best feeling in the world. Right. Well, we're going to switch from a horror to a drama. Um, believe it or not, um, I can dig some dramas. I mean, you know, there's a movie I watched that was a drama. I don't know if you saw it. It's called Dear Mr. Gacy. William Forsythe played John Wayne Gacy. It's a drama. Oh yeah, and that was a yeah. that was such a good film. But this this is yeah. called Subprime in 2011, um, directed by James right. Rapisi. Yeah, perfect. James Rapisi and Darius. Uh, I think you know Darius Amendolia. Yeah, <laughs> and and uh, Dolia. I'm sure I'm, I butchered it, but. Uh, <laughs> That film, you know, that's a feature film that, you know, we won Audience Choice Award. Uh, we've gotten so much press out of it. You know, nice. the Michael Bank, uh, Michael Banco, the character that I play, is just a, he's like the Ari of of being a, just a real, real, uh, I don't know if I could say anything negative on the air, but uh, he's he's definitely not a, a good guy. And the, um, just the say response it. that Just say had, it. It's all right. He's a, he, he was a real bastard, real, real bastard. And uh, he's one of those guys that, I mean, people were just so angry after seeing that film because it really relates to the industry the way it is. With right. Subprime mortgages and how people get ripped off. But 
Uh, we just got a uh, distribution deal with that. Uh, nice. So, so James Rapesci is a phenomenal writer. One of those one of those films that you know, almost two hours into it, people were really, uh, you know, really involved, really engaged in it. Um, and it was one of those films that you know you you feel like it's a good break away from all these action things that I do and some of these horror things that I do. You know, I'm not really known for horror, but more of action stuff. And here he is, you know, this this mortgage industry uh, character, and you and you get some success out of it. And I like that diversity. It shows yep. that and diverse. Yep. Uh, but phenomenal film, and uh, you know, hopefully we'll have the support once it's released and in distribution and people get to see it. You know, I've been getting really good uh, emails from it. And yeah. James deserves it. Well, I, I can see why you would because now this movie is basically widespread for viewers. I mean, horror is for horror fans. If you don't like horror, you won't watch horror. But this movie <laughs> right. here, like you mentioned, it's real-life situations. I mean, everybody's going to want to know or curious sure. as the spin on the uh, mortgage companies and I call insurance companies money launderers. <laughs> I've called them that for years because right. think about this, Mike. What if you were not sick all year long and you paid boohoo money for insurance and you, and you don't use it? Don't you think you should get some money back if you don't use it? Absolutely. It's kind of an investment. You know, you should be able to get something back in a return. And that's why I, 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 I agree. Yeah. That's why I call them money launderers. But, you know, Aflac <laughs> is not money launderers. Now, Aflac is totally opposite of any other insurance company there is. Now, we won't talk about this now, but we can talk about it off the air. But sure, sure. I'm, my employer uh, offered us Aflac, and I could not turn it down. It was such a good deal. But anyways, <laughs> we'll go back to the horror scene again, back to the real horror scene. Legends 2 in 2011, directed by Gerald J. Good Godboot. Godboot. Uh, yep, Joe Goddard and Alan Marrero again. Alan is a uh, he actually is the one I was just telling you about where he did no charge with Tom uh, right. and he, he was the uh, producer. He's a very hard working producer, getting uh, lots of films. Um, you know the the attention that they deserve. Um, but Legends, yeah, Legends one had over a million fans the first time through. Huge, huge uh, anticipation for Legends two, and you know I was lucky enough to come on board as one of the characters that. Uh, you know, again, in a horror film, it's very—it uh, can go either way. When you do a, a tribute to a Michael Myers character, you know the fans don't let you get away with anything. Right. And here we are with Legends Two, which is a Michael Myers tribute. Um, great response. I mean, I think we had like fifty thousand downloads within the first couple of days, and it was uh, to this day people are are you know emailing and, and, and saying such a you know that that Gerald did such a great tribute to a, to a horror film. And it's hard when you do it at a low budget and you're trying to make it uh, something special to people that, that, especially after a million fans from the first one, you know, after over a million people, you know, downloaded it and, and had been asking Gerald for part two, you know, there was a lot of pressure right. to know that we met that, that uh, anticipation with uh, success was a good feeling, you know. Right. Now, you play a character of Jeff McQueen. Yes, Jeff McQueen, um, the middleman, I would call him. He's kind of like the the referee of all that's going on, you know. Um, level-headed guy, kind of the the typical. I'm looking out for my best friend, the everyday kind of kind of kind of Joe. So, uh, but you know, he meets his demise, obviously, and <laughs> like in any horror film, it's, oh, it's yeah. never pre- it's 
lots of gruesome, uh, you know, uh, things that that any horror film brings. Uh, Gerald did a great job bringing it again in this in horror in Legends too. So now that is available to buy, correct? It is. I think uh, if you go to, um, I believe it's uh, Legends Two. You know, the uh, you can go on on Facebook. It's Legends Two, right. uh, or you can go to uh, God Dot Entertainment, and you can go to Legends Two, and they can download it, and it's a free it's a free download. And, um, he's got a really good following. He's he's pretty uh, actually him and uh, Stephen Shea know each other. It's okay. it's a very tight tight knit horror film industry that they. You know that they represent, and very, and he's an Emmy award-winning director, or you know, editor director. So he's one of those guys that, uh, when they do it, they do it well. Well, I will definitely check that out for sure. It has my interest. Uh, yeah, sure. Now the next one, I'm just going to give it the short title. <laughs> yeah. Geese in 2011, <laughs> um, directed by Chris Green, um, and written by Frank Tobin. Now, you want to give the listeners an idea of what this is about? Sure. Uh, first, Chris Green, uh, director or actor. He's uh, another one of those guys that is uh, one of the hardest working people that I know here in in, uh, in Orlando, coming out of Orlando. Uh, and Geeks is kind of like the, you know, here he is where you know I I play a typical someone that you wouldn't expect to be a, a hitman type of of scenario. And that was a short put out there, kind of. I was actually brought into that to replace someone um, that was originally supposed to play it, and I jumped in it, you know, probably uh, two weeks, uh, you know, to uh, to jump in there and, and fill his shoes, which was good because it no, I, I you know that's a compliment when an, when a director says, hey Mike, we need someone to fill in, and and uh, you know we couldn't think of anybody else but you to kind of jump in there short notice, being professional, and it's a compliment, you know, it and, is, and happen- it is, yeah. Right, and it and it feels good knowing that they can rely on you, and and the response that they got that you know, uh, it was just it's good to do something such short notice and to still get some kind of success out of it. Just you know, feels good not only for me but for the whole project in general. But it's it's a comedy action thing. It's it's one of those films that is a fun kind of the office kind of feel to it, which was you know I got to play on that one, and it was. And I got to play with a bunch of great professional people who um, put together something really, really good. And at the end of the day, you know, that's that success on any set is when you get to have fun and, and have success at the same time. Well, that's the key. That's the key. Chemistry, success, family, and fun. Right. That's the key. And, you know, it, it's true. And, and not to cut you off, there's a little delay on the phone. But there was, uh, you know, in Orlando, you know, it's not L.A. It's not one of those areas where, you know, it's, it's not the big budgeted movie sets, uh, but we have so much camaraderie and we have so much fun out here because, you know, it's a journey and it's, a, it's an adventure. Who knows what's going to ha- happen tomorrow? And with, you know, me, you know, I, yeah, there's a little bit of a, uh, you know, a little bit of a buzz and people um, expect certain things from certain people and I'm very blessed that, you know, people ask me to be part of things. But at the end of the day, you know, it's, it's, I just want to have fun and wherever this takes me, it'll take me. Um, do I want to be a household name? You know, doesn't everybody? Right. But but I take it one project at a time and uh, and have fun at it because if it becomes a business, which it is, show business, um, it can get you. And when it comes to you know, I think I've had more fun on the on the short 
low, the really, really low-budget films that I have on bigger projects because it's just very passionate people that have such a such a drive, such a such a uh, focus that's unmatched with some of these more successful kind of sets. Which you know, I welcome both. Right. But it's kind of it's kind of like you get to play a little bit more, and you remember why you're doing this business because you have so many great people with such big dreams, and it just kind of re-energizes you. And it always just feels good to do that, you know, to yep. visit it. Exactly. Now, there's a horror, um, a horror film here coming out in 2012, I, I assume. It's called Grave Reality, directed by Oliver Tosh. What can you tell Oliver us about Tosh. this? Uh, Grave Reality, you know, I play a, a, Bob, uh, I play a, a quarterback named Bobby Arnell, and the great thing about Grave Reality, it's not your, and you're, I think you will appreciate it, is because um, he's doing it in segments. He's doing it in, you know, uh, uh, sequences of short, small, short films, which equal one big, large film. Okay. When we did, when we did uh, Grave Reality, the segment that that we did, um, we won some awards. We won Best New Film. We won, uh, you know, Oliver Tosh is just a very unique concept towards film because like I was saying to you about the interview that you guys did it's kind of like a scanner darkly kind of approach as well it's a comic book kind of feel and it has that um, element that keeps the audience engaged because it's so fun to look at it's like a comic book that you watch come from reality into more of a comic book form and then it you know it turns the page it's kind of like a uh, um, tales from the crypt kind of feel not to mention a good story an entertaining story so the concept alone was something that intrigued me, and Oliver Toss is just a, uh, you know, he's he's a hard work. He's out in L.A. now as well, but so much good response from that because of the approach towards it. And, you know, I play a quarterback, and uh, there's a preacher that basically comes back to life to uh, get the revenge of, you know, his wife that was lost in, a, in, a, in an accident. So wow. he's great, yeah. So it's. I think you would appreciate this, the concept, and it has such a, uh, a visual stimulus, you know, stimulating approach towards it, which makes it not only a good story, but visually, uh, Oliver is off to doing some amazing things. I mean, this was just the, the start for, for his career, I think, was which was great to be a part of that, because you know he's going to go out and do, you know, great things in the future. I'm just blessed to be part of his process. That's excellent. Now, I'm going to mention a movie here, excuse me. Um, there's a, uh, a movie... The title is called Dakota, that uh, directed by Martin Benson. That hopefully will get started next year. Um, yeah. Your name is attached to it. Um, of course, I know this from Andrew Roth and Martin Benson himself. <laughs> um, right. Go ahead and uh, you know I I know I the listeners probably know the story about Dakota. I mean I've been promoting the. You know the the uh, page for it. I've been promoting the videos to show what the what it's about. You know, and stuff like that. But your uh, feelings towards this film. I mean, obviously, you don't hate it. Obviously, but are you are you kind of excited to take on a role like this? I am. You know, any time that I I say that I would love to be part of something, it, you know, I have to be excited about it. There's I don't do anything ever for a paycheck. I, I think it's only because. You know, I um, you, you see a script, you see somebody who's passionate. And I, when Martin sent me some of the stuff, you know, right off the bat, you can tell that he was someone that took it seriously. That uh, you know, his whole presentation towards getting me on board, on board and involved, 
and Andrew as well. You know, credibility with Andrew. You know, uh, you know, to 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 even talk to Andrew about the project, I respected his opinion on what he did with his career. So when you respect an actor and you respect his process, you're automatically interested because you know that he's not going to do something that wasn't, you know, that was going to be anybody's waste of time. So when I got the script, you know, Martin and sent it to me, and of course, yeah, I'm excited about it. And I, I guess everybody kind of knows what the, the code is about, um, like you were saying. But um, I was excited because, it, you know, it's not your typical story. You know, can I, can I talk about what it is? Or? Sure, yeah, go ahead, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, with Andrew's character, you know, getting involved with a, uh, a dog, you know, someone that, you know, when they sent me the script and, and they said it was going to be about this dog who kind of saves Andrew's life and it was a talking dog, I was a little skeptical because, you know, I, I, I know when you do an independent film and you're trying to make a dog talk, you know, it's a little, you're a little hesitant because you think, well, is it going to be like the, you know, the Alvin and the Chipmunks or is it going to be a Disney film, which, you know, is, is welcomed, but you, you know, you have to have money for all that kind of, you know, uh, CGI and all this stuff. But when it came down to the, to the premise of it was more of an inner battle that Andrew's character was having it made more sense to me because it wasn't really the dog talking or was it, you know, you don't know that. So it's kind of one of those, uh, you know, mental breakdowns that a character has. And, you know, I couldn't think of a better character than Andrew to, uh, basically playing two characters, you know, one that's held it together and someone who's losing it. Right. You know, and, and you take that, that the audience on a journey and I'm sure that Andrew can do that. And that's the reason why I trust this film is because I trust that Andrew as an actor. Well, same goes for me. Um, I also was invited for an audition to uh, take one of two roles. Right. And uh, again, same here. Um, I like the, the perception of the film. I like the idea of the film. Not only because, you know, I'm 43, I'll be 44 this year, and I do have grandchildren. I have nine of them. And I'm looking at the aspect of it. You know, this movie, yes, it's kind of dark. Um, the character of Andrew has some issues. There's a fire and so forth. Um, but when kids at the ages of two, three, four, and seven, they don't exactly watch the story. All they're going to see is the dog. Right. So Absolutely. when I say that, you know, I have to be careful because some people like to dissect people's words but this film is basically for all types of genre fans drama right. family you know and so forth and that's what i think that this film is going to be very successful for that simple reason it's not just set sure. for one genre right absolutely and it opened and that's another aspect is a good is a good point is you know you do something even when you're an actor and you're doing horror and you know all these other things you can kind of know what demographic it's going to hit you know what kind of you know it's pinpointed towards one person i think subprime had a a big success because you know we targeted the right audience when you have something like dakota um you can really just kind of put it out there and it can really adapt anywhere because right. it's family friendly um you know and the approach towards it was good and the good thing you know one of the aspects that i look at in any film that i do and you know again thank god that i i, I get people wanting me to do films um, is the fact that, you know, I never want to see a director or a producer or anybody who's putting something out there to try to make a, you know, a 
$500,000 project into a $50 million project. You know, don't try to make it the best $500,000 project you can. You know, a lot of the mistakes that I see, even in Orlando, even uh, anywhere, even in L.A., is they try to make a, a $10,000 project into a $50 million and try to sell it as a $50 million project. Right. And, you know, and you, you can't do that. You just got to make the best $10,000 project you can and, and make it good. Don't try to have, you know, uh, cars blowing up that you can't, do you know don't don't cheapen the the film so not to go on a tangent but i think with martin's approach towards this with the the amount of money and the things that that he wants in this it just makes it the best project that you can uh represent with what you have and not trying to make it more than what it is and make it really good with yourself and andrew and some of the other actors that i feel that are, that are, are going to do a great job on it yep you know i am I haven't acted since high school, so, you know, I've done it, so, you know, it's been a long while, but uh, Andrew seems to think that I can do it, so, I mean, of course, it starts with me, myself, I mean, I know I can do it, you know, I mean, I'm right. not self-centered, but it's something that, uh, it's a project that I really want to be involved with, because, like I said before, it's just something that's different and is very unique and interesting, you know what I mean? Absolutely. And, you know, when it comes to acting, and I tell everybody, you know, it's don't act. Just go out there and, and, you know, when an audience member sees you acting, then you're dead in the water. Right. Just just be who you are. Just be who you are. And, you know, they want you to be part of it because you can fit that character better than than anybody. So it's not a matter of not doing it in years. It's a matter of just being who is best for that film. And that's being who you are. And, you know, a lot of people ask me, what's, you know, what's the concept or what's the secret to, to acting? And I always tell them, just don't act. Just be there and, yep. and be who that person is. So don't act and you'll be all right. <laughs> yep, you're exactly right, you know. And, and you think about it, Mike. I mean, everybody, even the listeners knows this. Every day of your life, you act. When you lie, when you do something, you lie about it, you're acting. Right. So That's, that's correct. <laughs> Even Shakespeare said it years and years ago. You know, the, the the world is yet a stage, and everyone plays that part. So it's yeah, kind it's, of, you exactly. know, it's definitely a world that has a big stage, and we're all on on stage every day. It, it, for me, it's easier to be on a camera than it is to real life. Real life is the hard part. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's very true. Now, is there anything yeah. else? Is there anything else that I have not mentioned that's not on your resume that you've done that you've that you look forward to seeing someday in the future? Yeah, you know, there's so many things that I would love. To, you know, there's so many projects. There's there's a couple of them that are that one. You know, I I'd like to mention one is against the wall that's that's going to be coming out. And um, there was a, a a great bunch of people out here in Orlando, Left Digital Media, uh, Rodney Keenan and Cody Foles uh, did a very. Uh, it's it's going to be another one of those. I mean, it's been highly anticipated because of the the amount of work that was into it. Um, we had some actors come out from L.A., Andy uh, McKenzie. We had uh, Frederick Doss, who was another phenomenal actor out mm-hmm. in Texas. Um, and, of course, uh, you know, my buddy Andrew, where we met there, that's how we kind of built a relationship, which I'm, you know, honored to call him a friend as much as a, a colleague. Um, and the guys from Team Enzo, Team Enzo out here is a phenomenal stunt team, uh, a group of people that are doing phenomenal things. And, that's one of those films that I'm, I'm anticipating. It's, it's kind of got that comic book feel to it. Uh, you know, I play, it's very action-packed, you know, and that's kind of what uh, draw my attention. I play Mr. M in that. Um, and I think a lot of people are going to really, really enjoy that. It's not anywhere you can see right now because it's not in the final 
uh, you know, stages of it. Like uh, when it comes out, I'm sure there's going to be a, a very big uh, response to that, and hopefully people will enjoy that as well. And there's a couple of things that I'm attached to that I, I, I signed some paperwork that I really, really can't talk about. But, I'm, you know, I'll come back and we'll talk again. Yeah. And, um, yeah. I'm just lucky to be in a business that I love and where it leads, nobody knows, right? That goes. Here we go. Yeah. All right, Mike, um, there's another film here that I want to talk to you about. It's called Oh, What a Tangled Web We Weave in 2011, directed by James Hunter. Um, yes. Is this – now, I'm going to ask you, is this going to be around the – also going to be around the, 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 the circuits of uh, being watched and stuff? You know, it's 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 uh, great that you asked me that, about that. James, first of all, James Hunter, um, you know, just as a person in general, James has come through so many uh, trials and tribulations in his life, and he's become one of, uh, one of the better directors coming out of Orlando. Um, so I was very honored when he asked me to, uh, you know, lead this film and to be part of it and uh, to be uh, co-starring, you know, uh, with, not, you know, uh, with my uh, co-star, uh, Melissa Williams, who's a phenomenal actress, who I'm sure everybody's going to hear a lot of in the future, uh, produced by, you know, Valensky Sylvan. And, you know, the good thing about uh, what a, uh, a tangled web we weave, and actually you can go on Facebook and find it, but there's, uh, we just got accepted to um, the very, very respected Phoenix Film Festival, which we were excited. And that was one of the first ones we put it out there. Um, again, great feedback, great work from both uh, Valensky and James putting it out there. Uh, again, it was one of those things where, you know, you play a character where James is really good at making twists and turns along the way, um, which I was surprised to, you know, help with the creative aspect of it a little bit. You know, James was one of those guys that uh, allows the actor to kind of put his input and that's always a benefit is is when you can come on board and you can put your input and there's no you know there's no um, restrictions on it he wants to hear what your feedback is and that's why he's successful right uh, it's because of that so yeah please you know support that it's on uh it's oh what a tangle web we weave it's on facebook and uh you know we just kind of put it out there and we're just starting to make the, the circuit now well there's one familiar name that's listed as associate producer. I've talked to him, not phone-wise, but message-wise, is Rodney Luis Aquino. Yeah, Rodney is the uh, guy that I worked with on oh, uh, on Against the Wall. And, yeah, it's great to see, again, a small world. Rodney is a director-writer um, with Left Digital Media and... Um, you know, and another guy with a great future. I just, you know, with my whole career, it's been very, you know, it's not really about so much of, uh, you know, I, I'm blessed that people say I'm, I'm a good actor, but I think it's where people lead the way because they do what they do, and that's good. You know, coming into, uh, you know, becoming, building relationships with people that are that are very professional. And there's nobody that I've worked with that I wasn't blessed to work with. You know, Rodney and, and Cody, Cody's phenomenal editor. Yep. Uh, Rodney's a, a visionary on, on stuff, so it, you know it's been a, it's it's been a great great process, and I think I'm where I'm at in my life only because of that, only because of I've been lucky to come across their path as much as they say they've been lucky to come across mine. It's a two way street. Exactly, I agree because a lot of people that you are familiar with, I'm familiar with, and it's like one gigantic yeah. family that grows every day. It is, and it's funny because you come across the same people consistently, you know, consistently, and that goes <laughs> to show you that 
Yep. It's fun. You know, you meet the same people. So that's why I always say, you know, when you're going up the ladder, you know, never step on toes because you never know who you're going to meet again. And, or uh, never bite the hand that feeds. Correct. I'll never bite a hand that feeds me. And I hope <laughs> I'm getting fed along. I want to be fed a long time. <laughs> yeah, right. All right, Mike. Thank you very much for coming on. Um, you're a treat to talk to. I'm looking forward Likewise. to talking to you again down the road, and hopefully we can meet up sometime next year, next summer, for Dakota. Well, it will be a pleasure. I appreciate you for having me. No problem. You take care of yourself. Thanks a lot. Have a great night. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Keisha? Baby! Yeah. <laughs>